Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live.
about precious Lord and Savior. I'm a Marshall Robert Brown, pastor of the Christian and the Church, Kenton, North Carolina, USA. I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word. Where sound doctrine is brought to the east, thousands of God's people all over the world. How God is worthy, Lord, you are worthy of the Lord. Bless you, children of God. We greet each of you once again in his most holy and righteous name. God is good, and his word endures forever. Understand something about God's word, children of God. It endures. I hear God speaking right now that heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall stand Forever we give God glory, we give God honor, we give God all the praise. We pray the Lord is blessing you very well wherever this broadcast is finding you. I know that if you are under the sound of my voice right now, make no mistake about it, you are blessed. There are some who went to sleep last night that are not able to see this day that God has 
allowed you and I to see. We thank God for another day in our life. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic. Those who have special revelation, they make preparation. Those who have special revelation, special insight, special understanding from God. In other words, God has showed them something. Events to come to pass, uh, things that are about to happen. They make preparation. We're looking at capital A in our outline, and we want to keep in mind that godly preparation, what? It does not distract us. You need to understand out there under the sound of my voice that that which God is preparing you for is not going to distract you from what God, from that. God is not going to distract you from what he wants you and I to do. So always keep in mind, you know, you first of all, you must know what God wants you to do. Because if you don't know what God wants you to do, you're already distracted. You're already running down the wrong, you're already running down the wrong road, moving, marching to the marching to the wrong drum beat. But when you know what God wants you to do, then you have to remain mindful and remain focused because now the adversary will attempt to distract you and I from that that God wants us to do. We looked yesterday at Luke chapter 10, verse 40, and we're going to look today at Genesis chapter 3, verse 13. Genesis chapter 3, chapter, what did I say? 13. Genesis chapter 3. Verse 13, from the New International Version, our scripture simply reads, Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Once again, Genesis chapter 3, verse 13, then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. Let us pray. Capital A, godly preparation does not distract us. Keep that in mind. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, have mercy upon us, Father. We thank you again for another day. We thank you, Father, for another opportunity to worship you, to give you the name, the glory, the honor, and the praise. Father, you've been better to us than we have been to you. You've been better to us than we have been to each other. It's still a mystery to me, Father, why you love us, why you care so much for us, why you are so good to us, why you are so patient with us. But, Father, we thank you and we appreciate you. In spite of our weaknesses, our flaws, our shortcomings, our failures, you are still good all the time. And all the time, you are good. We pray, Heavenly Father, that as we study today to show ourselves approved unto you, that you will be pleased with the words of our mouth, the meditations of our heart, the activities of our limbs. May they be acceptable in your sight today. 
Oh, Lord, our God, our strength and our redeemer. Open our minds today, Father. Show us something from these ancient scriptures of yours that will take us further, that will help us to better understand and comprehend your good, pleasing, and perfect will for our life. Father, forgive us of our sins, which we have grievously committed, some knowingly, some unknowingly. Have mercy upon us, Father, while we are being formed and being shaped and conformed into the likeness of your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for mercy. We thank you, Father, for grace. These and all other blessings we ask and count done. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name, we have prayed amen and amen. Let God's people say amen. Godly preparation does not distract us. As we look at Genesis chapter 3, you all have heard me share this a number of times. There are all of God's word is good. Make no mistake about it. All of God's word is powerful. All of God's word is anointed. All of God, all of God. But there are certain chapters in the Bible, certain books in the Bible that many of us can receive extra revelation from God. Extra revelation. You know, all revelation awaits an appointed time. What does you say, Apostle? What does that mean? That means you might read something today, but God don't give you the revelation for what you read for some time down the road. But then there are times and there are certain scriptures and certain chapters and certain books where God just gives you a whole lot of revelation real, real quick in regards to that. Genesis chapter 3 is one of those chapters for me. God shows me so much. He reveals so much. He speaks so much to me from Genesis chapter 3. You say, Apostle, why? What is it about Genesis chapter 3? Well, what Genesis chapter 3 deals with, brothers and sisters, it deals with the origin of something that every one of us have in common as children of God. It deals with the origin. Just like Acts chapter 2 is a very, very powerful chapter because Acts chapter 2 deals with the origin of the church age. It deals with the origin of the Holy Spirit filling God's people and, and, and how God, uh, through that vehicle, is sending individuals out into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the utmost parts of the earth. It dealt with the filling of the Holy Spirit of God's people. Very powerful chapter. Genesis chapter 3 deals with the fall of what? Man. The fall of man. How sin entered into humanity. This thing called sin. Why? In other words, why when we turn on our TV, 6 o'clock news, we see stealing, killing, and destroying? Why sometimes we do things that are not pleasing in the eyesight of God? Why? There are break-ins, why there is racism, why there is sexual immorality, why 
the Genesis chapter 3 deals with the origin of sin in humanity. This is how we got to be messed up. See, anytime something gets messed up, you walk into your house, you know, and you see a bunch of milk spilled in the middle of the floor. The first question you want to know is, who did this? Where, how did, how, where, where all this come from? You know, I was talking with one, one, one friend of mine the other day, and, and she was telling me how that, that somebody had vandalized her, one of her vehicles. You know, and she went to the police. She had an idea of who did it, but because she didn't see who had done it, the police were like, there's not a whole lot we could do. But she wanted to know who, the police want to know who did this. Anytime there's something that's messed up real, real bad, one of the first questions that oftentimes people want to ask is who did this? You say, Apostle, what you driving at? This Genesis chapter 3 shows us the who did this, who did this brought this sin into humanity. This sin that every one of you under the sound of my voice, every Every one of us, under the sound of my voice, we got to deal with every day. The lust of the flesh. What does that mean? That means that our sinful nature wants some stuff. The lust of the eye. That means that our sinful nature wants to see some stuff. The pride of life. That means that our sinful nature get, is, is proud and boastful of some stuff. How did this mess get in us? Paul asked the question up around the book of Romans, oh, 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 who will deliver me from this body of death? Paul got a revelation. See, when you get a revelation of how messed up you are, see, if you out there, you're thinking, no, I'm, pretty, I'm a pretty good person. I'm a pretty nice person. I'm, I'm Apart from Jesus, then the adversary has got you right where he wants you. Because the reality is, my brother or my sister out there in the sound of my voice, that apart from the, the atoning and the saving work, of God's only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, we are all messed up. We've been conceived in sin. We are shaped in iniquity. The Bible says that we are deceivers by nature. We are liars. We are tricksters. We are fraudsters by nature. Paul said, I know that no good thing lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. You say, Apostle, what you saying? I'm saying you all messed up, just like I'm all messed up apart from Jesus and the spirit that through our faith in Jesus, now God has placed his Holy Spirit in us. So now the only good thing that is in us is him in us. Man fell. Genesis chapter 3. You all know the story. But I bet many of you all don't understand the story because there's a lot of things in this story that are commonly believed and are commonly taught and are commonly preached that are absolutely wrong. You say, Apostle, what you saying now? You It's not what I'm saying. You better hear what God is saying. Look at Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. We're going to have to take some time today. The Bible says, now the serpent, now the serpent. Now, we've got to stop with just those, those three things right there. Now, the serpent. Why? Because people, a lot of people think that the serpent was the devil. No, the Bible doesn't say that the serpent was the devil. The serpent was one of the good creatures that God created in the garden, just like a cow or just like a chicken or just like a, just like, it was a good creature. 
But the problem was that the serpent ended up being used by the adversary. Bible says now the serpent. Anytime you see now in the scripture, that means that some things have changed. That means that there's been some, that, 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 that something has gone on that's different from how it was. Now the serpent was more crafty. You say, Apostle, what you trying to say? The serpent wasn't originally crafty. The serpent was a part of that group that God said it is good and, and very good. He was good and he was very good. But now it's become crafty. You say, Apostle, what, what, are you, what are you telling me? It doesn't make any difference how good you are out there, how good you're trying to be, or how good you're doing. You better be mindful that the adversary still come but for to steal, kill, and destroy. And that if you don't remain focused and if you don't keep your, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the adversary will lead you down the wrong path. It happened to the serpent first. The Bible says now the serpent. God said, Robert, the serpent wasn't like that. Do you think I made the serpent crooked? Do you think I made the serpent subtle? Do you think I made the serpent to deceive man and to trick man? No. God said I made him good and I made him very good. But the serpent allowed himself to be used by the devil. My prayer for you out there under the sound of my voice, don't let the devil use you. Don't let the devil use you. Am I broadcasting? I see some saints in the room with me. Hello, can y'all hear me out there? Somebody type amen if you can, if you can hear me out there, because y'all are mighty quiet saints out there today. Now the serpent was more crafty. In the King James Version, it says more subtle. That means that he was more tricky. He was more beguiling. He was more deceitful. Now the serpent's character went from very, very good to now very, very tricky, very, very subtle. That's what spending time outside of the word of God will do for you. That's what time, that's what time will spend listening to a bunch of, a uh, 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 bunch of fake friends or a bunch of false prophets or a bunch of false teachers. They will take your character from something very, very good to something very, very bad. Uh, first Corinthians chapter six, verse 33 from new international version says, do not be misled. Let me check that. Bad company corrupts good character. First Corinthians. One might be mindful, be mindful of your company. Be mindful. Understand that God judges us amongst other things based on who we keep company with. First Corinthians fifteen fifteen thirty three. Do not be misled. I think I said six and thirty three. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Well what has happened to the serpent? The serpent has spent time with bad company. The serpent has spent time with the devil. Listening to the devil. Being led by the devil. Instead of doing what he was put in the garden to do, which was to be one of the good creatures under the instruction of Adam, now he being led by the devil Want to try to tell Adam and the woman what to do. 
That's one of the ways you can spot the devil real, real good. The devil will oftentimes get individuals that's supposed to be told what to do, and then they start trying to tell somebody else what to do. God has placed parents over children. You get to the place where children start feeling like now they're supposed to be leading and telling, telling parents what to do, the devil done got in them. You're wondering, trying to figure out, that's the devil. Pastors have been placed over congregation members. You get to the place where congregation members now, all of a sudden they won't start, start telling pastor, you need to do this, you need to preach that, you need to preach, and the devil got in them. God is a God of order. From the time God created humanity, he created humanity with order. He does everything decent and in order. The serpent had no business trying to tell the man and the woman what to do. That was not what he was put in the garden for. And that's what he ended up getting punished. Then the woman turned right around, being led by that same demonic spirit. Now she's trying to tell the man what to do. Well, that, then she got punished for that right there. Why? Because Adam was put there as the head. So God is saying, look now, serpent is supposed to be told what to do by the woman and the man. The woman was supposed to be a helper up under the headship of the man, and man was supposed to be taking instructions straight from God. And by the time that God turned around, everything flip-flopped. Serpent telling the woman what to do, woman telling the man what to do, and the man, instead of standing up, taking his place, and telling everybody what God say do, now he's taking instructions from the serpent, from the woman, who were all under the, under the leadership of the devil. And the same thing going on today, a whole lot of men today, Take a bunch of instructions from folk they are supposed to be giving instruction to. God ain't changed that man is the head. I know a lot of you women out there, you don't like that kind of talk. That's all right. Go find your false prophet and tell you some lies somewhere. First Corinthians has not changed. God is the head of every man as man is the head of woman. And then man and woman operate in headship over children. God is the head of Christ. As Christ is the head of every man, as man is the head of woman. That's God's order. Hasn't changed. So God comes back in the garden and he sees that his order has been tampered with. You say, Apostle, what you what you trying to what you trying to let us know? Anytime God's order has been tampered with, that's how you can recognize that's one of the ways you can recognize the devil. As children of God, we ought we ought to know clearly that that uh, laws being passed by government officials that don't make no difference who congressmen, presidents, senators don't make no difference that now men can marry men and women can marry women we know that's the devil I hope we do why? because God's order has been tampered with God's order was for man and woman to be married not man and man not woman and woman God's order anytime you say apostle what's going Anytime God's order is tampered with, look, you, you, you know you're dealing with the devil. Why? Because that's what the devil, that's what he kicked off in heaven many, many eons ago. Challenged the, the authority and challenged the, the, the sovereignty of God and led a third of the angels astray. God kicked them all out of heaven. So here is the serpent now. Don't want to operate in his God-given place. You, and, and, I, and, and I want to and let you to know out there under the sound of my voice, if you don't want to operate in your God-given place, you're under the influence of the devil. 
Just keep that in mind. Just keep that in mind. Anytime in the, people don't want to operate in their God-given place, anytime that the angels don't want to operate in their God-given place, then it's the devil. You got a whole group of angels that did not want to operate in their God-given place. They call now demons. That's what they call demons now. These were angels that didn't want to operate in their God-given place. And what, what did he say, Apostle? What are they doing? They are just going throughout creation, trying to influence you and me, trying to control you and me to get us to do the same thing they did, which is be contrary to God, talk contrary to God, think contrary to God, walk contrary to God. Thought come in your mind that is not right. You shouldn't, you should, to a child of God, we, should, we shouldn't even be asking no questions as to where that come from. If we still even asking questions as to where that come from, then something is wrong with us. If a thought even come in your mind, then you need to you need to know the Bible tells us to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Why? Because it comes from the devil. If you don't think the devil can jump in your mind, then that's like think that's like being as crazy as thinking that HIV can't jump in your body. HIV, human human immuno if uh immuno Deficiency virus, HIV. That virus can jump in you. You've got certain ways that it can be spread. Well, the same way that virus can go from outside your body to inside your body if you do the wrong thing, demonic spirits can go from outside your body and jump inside your mind if you don't do the right thing. That's what happened to the serpent. Now, the serpent. You're wondering, how did the serpent get to be crafty? How did the serpent get to be tricky? How did the serpent get to the place where he's going to be trying to lead people in the wrong way? The devil jumped in it. Now, the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say? Now watch this now because this is some of the most important, some of the most, this is, this is a scripture that will blow your mind when you get a revelation from God. Because watch this now. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? He said it to the woman. Now, the woman's answer, and I think, I think we preached a sermon some time ago, and the topic was every child of God must know, K-N-O-W, know. N-O. You must know. K-N-O-W. No. N-O. That means you, 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 a child of God must be able to use, must use the word no very, very well. Because that was all the woman should have responded to these, this questioning by the serpent. Did God really say you must not eat from the tree of God? And the truth of the matter was the answer should have been no. God didn't say. Because God never told the woman that there was any tree in the garden she couldn't eat from. You say, Apostle, wait a minute now, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute, what? You go back and study your scripture. When God told the man, before the woman was ever created, God told the man that he was free to eat from any tree in the garden, but the tree that is in the middle of the garden, or the, or, or the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he must not eat from. Woman wasn't even created. 
as you read further in the scripture, the woman ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Nothing happened when she ate. God wasn't punishing her for eating from the tree. Why? Because God never told her she could not eat. Even when you read in the scripture, she ate some fruit from the tree. Nothing happened. But the Bible says she gave some to her husband who was with her. And that was what it was all about from the start with. It wasn't about getting the woman to serve. It, well, the devil wasn't so much trying to get the woman to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He couldn't get his, he couldn't uh, do his, 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 his dastardly plan by getting the woman to eat because nobody died when the woman ate. Nobody's eyes came open when the woman ate because the woman was not told she couldn't eat. It was all about getting the woman to give some to her husband and get him to eat. Why? Because the devil knew what God had said. And the God did not tell the woman she couldn't eat, but the devil knew that God told the man that he could not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because when you read your Bible very carefully, you come on up here to verse 7. After we'll Go back to verse 6. It says, when the woman saw that the fruit from the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it, period. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. No big deal. Nah, she hadn't been told she couldn't. But when the Bible says she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it, then the eyes of both of them. Why? Because Adam was the one. The Bible said by one man's sin. One man's transgression, sin entered into humanity. Not one woman's, one man. Adam ate, and the eyes of both of them were open. They realized they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Why? Why? Because Adam had been told not to. You say, Apostle, what you driving at? See, Adam was put, and we were really talking about how godly preparation does not distract us. And that's really why God punished the serpent, why God punished the woman. Adam's punishment was for a whole different thing. The serpent was punished for allowing the devil to use him. The woman was punished for allowing the serpent, who was being used by the devil, to, uh, to use her. Adam was punished for listening to the whole bunch when he should have been listening to God. Adam was punished for listening to the whole bunch. Devil, the serpent, the one, when he should have been listening to God. Now, after God questions Adam, come back and start questioning Adam about what he has done. Adam tried to blame things on the woman in verse 12, you know. Uh, and then he finally came on around to admitting what he had done. But we're going to come on down to verse 13 because we're still talking about how godly preparation does not distract us. The Bible says, then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this? You have done. Now, understand here, children of God, that understanding our sins, 
understanding our mistakes, understanding what we have done or said that displeases God is one of the most important parts of us stop doing it. See, if you don't understand that you're doing wrong, you don't understand that you're upsetting God, you don't understand that God don't like what you're doing, you keep right on doing it. So part of what God wants to do in your life and in my life is let us to know exactly what it is we have done that he doesn't like. So, we can, so we, now we can stop doing that. Because if we don't stop doing that, or if we continue doing that, or if we don't, then, then, what will, then some type of punishment, some type of chastisement will have to come. Before God punishes the serpent, the woman, the man, God began to explain to them very, very well exactly what everybody has done because people don't fully understand what, what, what they have done sometimes. Adam didn't really understand what he had done. God had to explain it to him. The woman didn't really understand what she had done. God had to explain it to her. Look at what the Bible says. Then the, woman, then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? In other words, God said, do you really understand what you have done? Now, God said, I'm, I'm going to punish you along with the man, along with the serpent. But do you really understand why I'm punishing you? Because look at, listen at the woman's response. She don't really understand what she's done. The Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. See, she don't really understand what she's done. God won't punish her for eating. See, you say, Apostle, what's driving that? One of the things the adversary wants to do to you and I is, first of all, deceive us into sinning. And then deceive us into not believing that the sin that we committed is the sin that we committed. Have us thinking that, first of all, lead us into sin, and then have us thinking that the sin that we, we, we led into is some other sin. She thinks that the problem, that she thinks the problem God has with her is that she ate. And you're going to find that later on in the chapter that God be like, that ain't, that ain't what I'm upset with you about. That ain't what I'm punishing you for. So you say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? It's important to know how we have upset God. If you get fired from your job, you need to know why. You need to know the real reason why you got fired. So you're not believing it's because you took an extra five minutes on the coffee break when the reality was that you messed up the reports that went to the company last month. You need to know the real reason. You end up having to chase ties your children, you know, and you don't explain to them why you spanking them or why you punish them. Child might think it's because uh, he didn't eat his vegetables last night, when the real reason might, it might be because the, the child made a, 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 a failing grade in their class. People need to know exactly why they're being punished. Because sometimes people be thinking, one thing or one thing they have done when really it's a whole nother thing. Look at what the Bible said. The, man, the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. Now God don't, you know, eh, God went on to the serpent. He didn't deal with this right then. But he goes on to the serpent and says, because you have done this, cursed are you above the livestock and the wild animals, you'll crawl on your belly and eat the dust. 
Eat dust all the days of your life. I'll put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. To the woman, he said, I will greatly increase your pains in childbirth. With pain, you will give birth to your children. Your desire will be for your husband. He will rule over you. He, she still don't know. You see, we still don't have a, a clear understanding. God is getting ready to give us a clear understanding of exactly what he was upset with the woman about. Watch this. To Adam, he said. Now, this is where God let Adam and the woman know what he was upset about. To Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate. Adam was punished because he listened to his wife who was telling him that which was contrary to what God was telling and he did it. If he would have just listened to his wife when she, was, when she was talking crazy or trying to get him to eat, God wouldn't have punished him. God said, because you listened to your wife and ate. In other words, we're going to know what God say as children of God. We should know what God say. They're going to be individuals. They're going to be entities. They're going to be groups that's going to try to tell us something contrary to what God say. Well, they might, they might tell us. You know, they might say that to us. That don't mean we have to listen. That don't mean we have to obey that if it's contrary to God. God told Adam, because you listened to your wife and ate. Not because, not if, God said, look, if you would just listen to your wife while she was talking and telling you about eating from the tree or the knowledge of good and evil, God said, I wouldn't be getting you like this. Because you could have told her, no, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, that's not a good plan. We'll be in trouble if I eat, uh, you know, but he didn't do that. He listened. And he did it. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? It's a difference between listening to some craziness and doing it. It's a difference between listening to a rap song and a joker talking about doing some crazy stuff and you or I jumping out there and doing it. Because you listen to your wife and a God said, I'm right back to what I told you initially. Do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. On the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. Adam, you jump right out here. You listen to somebody tell you something different, and you did it. Had you just listened, I wouldn't be getting you like this. Now, you say, Apostle, I thought you were going to tell us what did the woman do. Well, what the woman does, the woman, she encouraged the man to eat. It wasn't because she ate. God is telling you right here, Adam, because you listened to your wife and ate. Well, God was upset with the woman because she encouraged the man to eat. Not because she ate. God never told us she couldn't. But she was used as a tool of distraction. Just as the serpent was used as a tool of distraction to her, she was used as a tool of distraction to Adam. I'm proud for you under the sound of my voice. Don't let the adversary use you as a tool of distraction. Children out there under the sound of my voice, don't be distracting your mama. Women out there, don't be, don't be let the adversary use you as a tool of distraction to your husband. Husbands out there, don't be a tool of distraction to your, to your, your generation, to your pastor. Pastors out there, don't be a tool of distraction to your. Let us not be tools of distraction. 
we are supposed to help one another get closer to God, not try to help one another get further from God. always a difference between what you're supposed to be doing and what the adversary want to try to get you doing. Just keep that in mind. It's always a difference. It's a difference. What Adam was supposed to be doing was operating in headship over creation, over the garden. That was God made him operate as the head to dress the garden and to keep it, or to work it and take care of it. He was put there as the head. That was what he was supposed to be doing. Well, he ended up listening to the serpent, listening, listening to the devil, listening to the serpent, listening to the woman. So now Adam, who had been put in the garden to, get, to, to give instruction, now here he is taking the wrong instruction. God said, I got to punish you for that. The woman who was supposed to be helping the man do what God told him to do, for she was created to be a suitable helper. Now she's giving an instruction for the man to go contrary to what God has said. God said, I got to get you for that. The serpent who was put there to be under the headship of Adam and the woman, to be following the instruction of man, now here he is, uh, won't tell man and woman what to do. God said, I got to get you for that. The devil, who, uh, and you don't even see God say nothing about the devil, and I'm not either, because he was the one that was behind the scenes working in all of this, because he was doing just what God had allowed him to do. God, the punishment for the devil is already is already written in Scripture. Revelation chapter 20, verse 10. And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and burning sulfur where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. There they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. God said, I'm not even going to deal with the devil's punishment because I don't already dealt with it. God said, I don't know already. I don't, they, but God said, it's already written what, what's going to happen to the devil. And he was the one behind the scene leading everybody astray. God said, I ain't saying nothing else about the devil. I don't already talked about the devil. In the book of Genesis, you don't even see God say nothing about the devil in the garden. Yeah, he was the one behind the scene doing everything. God said, I don't already spoke about the devil in the last book in the Bible, book of Revelation. So you say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? Godly preparation does not distract. Always be mindful of people, places, and things that are trying to distract you from what you know God has told you to do. And you say, Apostle, how do we know what God has told us to do? God always going to tell you to do right. That's what they always keep that in mind. God is always going to tell you to do right. God is always going to tell you to do like you're supposed to do. Now, all of a sudden, you come up with some different stuff now. You, you got a different plan from what you're supposed to do. That's, that's one of the easiest ways to recognize the devil. Because the devil gonna come, he's gonna jump in. The devil jumps in our minds and be telling us to do something contrary to what we supposed to do. And then, if we're not careful, we will try to justify. Listen, you can't trust. You can't. You and I, we can't justify sin. 
Adam tried that years ago. First thing God asked him, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you not to eat from? First thing that the devil started trying to do is make excuses. The woman, he tried to blame it on the woman. You gave to be with me. Then he want to blame it on God. She gave me some fruit, and I did it. Listen, ain't nobody want to hear no excuses. God don't want to hear no excuses, and I don't want to hear no excuses. Do what you're supposed to do. God's thing is excuses. All excuses do is make God punish us more. Keep that in mind. We come out better with God just going on to Lord, you know, look, look, you know, I done sinned. I done messed up. I'm trying to make no excuses. God don't want to hear no explaining. God don't want to hear no explaining out of Adam about why he didn't do like he was supposed to do. God didn't want to hear no explaining out of the woman. It's best for us to just come on to Lord, I have sinned. Lord, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Period. Uh, you see, Lord, uh, the reason why I went out and had uh, an adulterous affair, or Lord, you see, the reason why I went out and I stole this stuff was because, well, see, Lord, the reason why I come, I had another God said, I don't want to hear all that. God don't want to hear all that. There's a passage in the book of Proverbs that says, where words are many, Sin is not absent. Where words are many, sin is not absent. Say, Apostle, what are you trying to encourage us to do? Let us stay focused on what God wants us to do, on what God is telling us to do. That's how we keep our blessings. Trying to explain sin, trying to justify sin, just like, just like the, uh, God ended up putting everybody out the garden. If you read Genesis chapter 3, God put everybody out. Perfect garden, perfect environment, serpent didn't handle things right, woman didn't handle things right, man didn't handle things right, God come and put all of them out. Yeah, all of them out. The apostle, what's driving that? Doing the right thing will help us to hold on to our what? Blessings. Doing the wrong thing will get us put out in some things. Get distracted, child of God. Don't get distracted. Keep your eyes fixed on what you're supposed to do. And your blessings will stick to you. Your blessings, Deuteronomy chapter 28, will not only come upon you, they will overtake you in the King James, or they will, uh, um, they will accompany you in the New International. In other words, your blessings will come to you and they will stay. Because getting blessed and staying blessed are two different things. We, you know, the, the same way to get blessed is the same way to stay blessed. Well, a lot of people don't understand that. We get blessed by doing the right thing. We stay blessed by continuing to do the right thing. If we get blessed by doing the right thing and then think we're going to stay blessed by doing the wrong thing, it, that's the adversary the devil done got in. But that's not how to stay blessed. Let's keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Let us not be distracted. See, if you got blessed by doing the right thing and now you're trying to stay blessed by doing the wrong thing, you don't got distracted. The devil don't got in. The devil has gotten in. And that's a trick from the devil to think that you can stay blessed by doing the wrong thing. 
Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you today, Father, for speaking to us, your little children. You have taken us deep in your storehouse of wisdom. I trust, Father, that as many as are under the sound of your servant today have been blessed at the proclamation of your word. May your people be edified and encouraged, strengthened and uplifted. As your word has gone out into the four corners of the earth, may it not come back to you, void, but may it serve the purpose in which you have sent it forth. Just as a sower scatters seeds, does not know which seed will come up, as your word has been scattered this morning, we don't know whose life it's going to come up in. You have told us in your word that it will bring forth a harvest, some 30, some 60, some 100 times what has been sown. May your word do its thing in our lives, Father, and we will forever give your name glory, honor, and praise. This is our prayer. We count these things done in Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Question number one here. Have we got one? What's that? One of the saints is, 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 give a good question. What's the difference between getting blessed and staying blessed? All right. Question number two. Why do you think the serpent asked the woman the question? Why do, in Genesis chapter three, verse two, why do you think the serpent asked the woman the question. And question number three, why did God punish the serpent, the woman, and the man? Why did God punish the serpent, the woman, and the man? Since you can reach us through email at thechristensternchurch at gmail.com. Check our website, www.archurch.com, backslash member, backslash, backslash, TCCC. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444, enter ID 17959. Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christensen Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. Bless you and heaven smile you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.